Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, and you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM out of Noonan. We have got a great show for you on this Tuesday, May the 30th, 2023. And this is episode 634, just in case you're keeping score at home. We have got an absolutely amazing show. The NBA Finals are set. It's the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. The Stanley Cup Finals are set. It's the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. I will get into the two, the Atlanta Braves. Welcome back, Mike Soroka, to the mound as he has been away for two years and he pitched six solid innings. And I'm also going to stroll back to the year 2011, that day which I will never forget, when the Spirit Group sold the Atlanta Thrashers to True North Entertainment and the writing was written on the wall. I'm so excited that I get to do a show five days a week. Now, I know I'm on vacation this week, but I'm going to have a condensed show I'm going to try to get some guests on this week, and I'm going to return to Columbus sometime this week. I'm actually down in Jacksonville, and no, I did not run into the former Lions head coach, Coach Jason Gibson, although I would not be shocked if I saw him, but we've had a fun time you know, with the kids and going to SeaWorld and going to the pool and trying to make it to the beach today, but you know, doing a lot of fun stuff with the family is always great. So let's go ahead and get right into this show because we do have a great show. All right, so I was skeptical. I thought that Miami lost a heartbreaker on Saturday, a game six that would go down as one of the most heartbreaking defeats. But there is something about this Miami Heat team and their resiliency. Their head coach, Eric Spolstra, gets them coaching up. And if you look at the score, Miami defeats the Boston Celtics in Boston, 103-84. to It wasn't even close. It was a blowout from start to finish. And Boston let this one slip away. I know that they got back to tie it at 3 when they were down 3-0 in the series, but that's because they are the better team. They have the better players. But Jason Tatum has completely disappeared in this series for Boston. He only had 14 points, 5 of 13. You had Jalen Brown with 19 points, but it was the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler with 28 points, Caleb Martin with 26 points, and the Miami Heat reached the NBA Finals for the seventh time in franchise history, which has been incredible for head coach Eric Spolstra, which right now is the best head coach in all of basketball. I cannot believe he took a number eight seed with these players, because they only have two all-stars, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and gets them to the NBA Finals, where they will play a very well-rested Denver Nuggets on Thursday up in that high altitude in Denver, Colorado, for games one and two. And I got to tell you, I'm very impressed with what the Miami Heat did. And if you look at that score, that was a coaching mismatch. I honestly think that Joe Missoula is officially on the hot seat. I don't think the Celtics are going to fire him. I think they're going to give him one more year. But the Celtics do not make a deep playoff run. I believe that Joe Missoula is going to be out as the Boston Celtics head coach. 
And it was tough circumstances for him because he took over for Ime Udoka because of those allegations. He leaves. He's now the head coach for the Houston Rockets. And you have the biggest coaching carousel in the NBA in this offseason. We already know that Adrian Griffin is now the head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. But the Philadelphia 76ers hired their new head coach and a very underrated head coach, Nick Nurse, who led the Toronto Raptors in his first season to the NBA championship. He has 227 career victories, a 582 winning percentage. He is a good coach. Toronto just gave him the axe after a 41-41 and season, and they could not win a game in the play-in game. But out of his five seasons he coached for the Toronto Raptors, he took them to the playoffs three times and won the championship in his first year. And he won Coach of the Year in 2020 when they got to the Eastern Conference semifinals in the bubble. Yes, he did have the one bad year in the shortened 72-game season in the 2020-2021 season. But if you take COVID out of the picture, Nick Nurse is a great head coach. You look at his record, 48-34 and in 2021 and 2022, and he had a 500 year, and they let him go. So Philadelphia is getting a good coach. I think that Nick Nurse has proven that he can coach in this league. And of course, like I always do on the show, I wish Coach Nurse the best of luck in Philly. All right, well, the Atlanta Braves, they welcome back Mike Soroka to the starting lineup as we had a little bit later game last night. It started at 8, but the Oakland Athletics in front of a packed house of 8,556. They defeat the Atlanta Braves 7-2, Mike Soroka did a very good job as he pitched six innings. He did give up the four earned runs, but he had 83 pitches. That is a win, that he's able to come back and pitch in the big leagues. And the Atlanta Braves might have another ace. So when Max Fried and Kyle Wright come back, that starting rotation could be dangerous. But they have plenty of arms. They could reserve Mike Soroka and and get him in long relief, but... That's a very good sign that he was able to pitch six innings. So welcome back, Mike Soroka. The Braves are 32-22 and right now, and they are currently still in first place. They got a four-game lead over the Miami Marlins. And right now, the Dodgers have the best record in the National League, but only by a half a game. Okay, so the college selection show happened on Monday. And I sat there and I watched it. Wake Forest is the overall number one seed, followed by the Florida Gators and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Clemson gets the number four overall seed. So here's what the matchups look like for Friday as we have got college baseball games all day starting at noon with Army in Virginia. And it goes all the way to 10 o'clock at night, Cal State Fullerton taking on Texas A&M. A fun fact, only one regional that's been hosted west of the Mississippi, the Stanford Regional. Locally here in the Chattahoochee Valley, the Auburn Tigers are hosting the Auburn Regional. They are taking on Penn. The other two teams in the Auburn Regional are going to play at 2 p.m. That is going to be Sanford out of Birmingham and Southern Miss, also in the Auburn Regional. Clemson 
is hosting a regional as well as they are taking on Lipscomb at 1 p.m. And the overall number one seed from last year, the Tennessee Volunteers, they are in the Clemson Regional taking on UNC Charlotte as they have had a disappointing season, but they made it into this tournament as a bubble team. Remember last year, they lose to Notre Dame in the Super Regionals. So only eight teams make it to Omaha. NAIA World Series update yesterday. Southern Oregon, the number four seed, defeated Cumberland's by a score of 9-1. to one. So they advance to the winner's bracket where they will play Wednesday at 5 p.m. It could be a championship game for Southern Oregon as they will await the winner of the loser's bracket. So today at 4 p.m., you got Marion of Indiana, the seventh seed, that is taking on the number one seed, Oregon Tech. Oregon Tech lost to Southern Oregon on Saturday. And they were able to beat Midland on Monday by a score of 6 to nothing. The local team to Georgia, Georgia Gwinnett, their season came to an abrupt end yesterday at 1 p.m. as they lost to Marion of Indiana 6 to nothing. So Marion of Indiana will take on Oregon Tech. And then the winner of that game will have to turn around and play a back-to-back game as they will await Cumberlands out of Kentucky as they will play Tonight at 7 p.m., the winner of that game will face Southern Oregon in the championship. And if Southern Oregon were to lose in the championship, they would turn around and play an if necessary elimination game. Winner take all the NAIA World Series. It is so fun in the city of Columbus, and I am so glad that I was able to cover this wonderful event. Hopefully I get to do it every year. All right, I'm going to briefly talk about 2011. So on this show, I talked about everything that's happened the year in sports in 2011. And the Atlanta Thrashers leaving for Winnipeg was a dark day in Atlanta sports history. I was completely shaken, heartbreaking. You know, I went to five Thrashers games. And when the Spirit Group, which were the worst owners in sports, when they sold the Atlanta Thrashers to True North Entertainment, it was like a gut punch. And I don't think Atlanta will ever get another hockey team again. The Thrashers did see some success Their best player was Ilya Kovalchuk. He was selected number one overall in the 2001 entry draft. But when they traded him away to the New Jersey Devils, the writing was written on the wall. The Thrashers, but then the lean years when the attendance wasn't all that great at Phillips Arena, and then later finding out that they were losing money, that there was not an ownership group that was willing to step up to the plate and keep the Thrashers in Atlanta. So yeah, it was a very dark day, and I will never forget it. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and close this show. Yeah, this is a much condensed show. I'm going to have a bunch of best of shows today. That is all the time that I'm going to bring you today. I will have a show tomorrow, but I hope everybody has a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you later. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something, and then send it to the internet! Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941.
Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text K4K Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three-bed, two-bath home built in 1890. An 18x28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. You are listening to the best of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Here's some clips that you might have missed over the past year. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Glad to be here on this Wednesday, episode 388 on this June 1st, 2022. Just a reminder that we are being broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill and Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day and it is the start of summer. All the kids are out of school. You got the Columbus Chattahoots in action this weekend. Just a perfect day to bring the family to the ballpark. I know my kids loved it last year when uh, they went to see the Chattahoots in the Sun Belt Championship game. I had the manager of the Columbus Chattahoots, Steve Smith, on the show yesterday. We broke down everything that's going on with the Columbus Chattahoots. We've got a great show. I'm going to recap. The NAIA World Series, what a great event. The NAIA World Series has been a success in the city of Columbus, and what a great job by the Columbus Sports Council putting on such a historic event. But we do have a great show. I'm going to talk about the New York Rangers, where they will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Atlanta Braves fall to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I am just waiting for the NBA Finals. Game one of the NBA Finals is Thursday night. The Boston Celtics taking on the Gold State Warriors. Can the Boston Celtics win their 18th NBA championship? How did the Boston Celtics get here? Well, if you remember the big three, led by Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, they went and won the championship in 2008. They went to the NBA Finals in 2010. And then in 2013, Doc Rivers steps down. In comes Brad Stevens. He was not a proven NBA head coach. He did coach Butler to two championship appearances. But Brad Stevens, in his first year as the Boston Celtics head coach, they missed the playoffs. They draft Marcus Smart in the lottery in 2014. 
And then in 2013, they made a very interesting trade. They traded away Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce to the Brooklyn Nets for a bunch of role players and draft picks. Now, at the time, I mean, that was actually a brilliant trade by Danny Ainge because Paul Pierce, even though he still had something left in the tank, Kevin Garnett just never was the same player when he got traded. And it didn't turn out well for Brooklyn. The Celtics were able to take advantage. And in 2016 and in 2017, both with the third overall pick, they got two cornerstone picks that have been key pieces in their championship run this year. Drafting Jalen Brown, number three overall in 2016, and then drafting Jason Tatum, number three overall in 2017, which was a trade by the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers drafted Markel Fultz. They traded their pick with the Boston Celtics. And the Celtics were able to get Jason Tatum. Well, let me tell you something. Jason Tatum, he's starting to become a top five player. And there's a possibility that he may be the best player left in the NBA Finals. I still think the Warriors are going to win in seven because they are playing at home. But this is going to be the biggest challenge that this Warriors dynasty team will face. This is the best defensive team that they're going to face in their historic run. Like I said, they caught a lot of breaks. They are a veteran team, but if they falter, it's going to be if they can't make a shot because every player on the Celtics can guard, and they switch a lot. And there's not going to be any open looks for Steph. There's not going to be any open looks for Clay. It is really going to be tough. But I hope for a great NBA Finals. That's going to start Thursday night, Game 1. I cannot wait. This morning, the LaGrange Panthers, they are getting a send-off. They're hopping on a bus, and they are headed to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where they will take on Trinity Friday night in Game 1 of the D3 College World Series. That game is going to be on late, just about as late as the NBA Finals, but 8.45 time, and hopefully we'll be able to watch that game. Good luck to the LaGrange Panthers as they are in the College World Series for the first time in school history. On Friday, you got the regionals for the College World Series. Thursday, the Women's College World Series starts. And on a sad note, just received the word yesterday that Shaw football head coach Al Pellegrino passed away. And my prayers go out to his family. He was hired as Shaw's football coach in 2016. And this is shocking. Absolutely shocking that that he passed away. And just want to say that... The Pellegrino family is in my prayers. The whole Shaw community, uh, the Muskogee County School District, I'm thinking about him today. Uh, Such a terrible loss, and he will be missed. All right, I want to talk about Trey Lance. As a San Francisco 49ers fan, I am completely optimistic about Trey Lance. I think he's going to be a superstar. But there's been some criticism from some people in the media that says he's not the guy. Worst case scenario, he becomes a game manager, but he can't. I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. I am an optimistic guy. It's still early. He's going to make mistakes. But no, he, he's not wowing people like Patrick Mahomes did his rookie year. He's not wowing people like Russell Wilson did. Josh Allen struggled his first year with Buffalo. We didn't know that Lamar Jackson was going to pan out with the Baltimore Ravens, but he fit the system. And I think what's going to help Trey Lance is fitting in Kyle Shanahan's system. He does some things great. 
He's got great speed. He could work on his accuracy. He could work on the way he delivers a football. But I think the mental toughness and his escapability and mobility is perfect for Kyle Shanahan's offense. He doesn't have to do it all himself. He could rely on his running backs, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. I believe that's going to be the one-two tandem for the San Francisco 49ers this year. And I also think that the 49ers, they don't have to worry about Russell Wilson in the division. The Cardinals are reeling. I'm not sure that Kyler Murray is the guy. The only team they got to worry about in that division is Matthew Stafford. And that's going to be hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions. I know Aaron Donald wants a new contract. I know they got Bobby Wagner. Allen Robinson is now on the team. But Andrew Whitworth has retired. I think that just for the simple fact that they don't have a left tackle, they're going to have to pay a left tackle. Look, I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I still think the 49ers can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. But it's time to see what Trey Lance is capable of. Okay, so he might not be a Pro Bowl quarterback. But I don't don't think he's going to be a bust. Because look at all the quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan has elevated. Matt Schaub, Brian Hoyer, Matt Ryan in 2016 got an MVP season and led the Falcons to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan can elevate quarterbacks. Look at what Nick Mullins did. Now, I know the winning percentage didn't look good, but maybe the 49ers take a step back because Trey Lance is not going to win as many games as Jimmy Garoppolo did. It's really who would you want as your starter? Who do you think is going to win more games as the starting quarterback, Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo? Do we have a quarterback controversy on our hands? Your latest NAIA World Series update late into the night because of a rain delay. Mobile finally gets the 4-3 to victory over Science and Arts in extra innings. And these games were played on ESPN3. Science and Arts was able to beat Southeastern. So they had to play two games yesterday. And then the championship game is set. Although Oklahoma City is in the winner's bracket, if Mobile wants to win the NAIA World Series, they're going to have to win two. Utah, give me two. This game will be televised on ESPN3, but it's also at the Commons South Complex if you want to check it out. The NAIA World Series championship game today. Number two seed Oklahoma City and number one Mobile However, Oklahoma City has already beaten Mobile one to nothing. It's going to be a clash of the Titans. These two great NAIA programs expect to see a lot of fans. Maybe Mobile makes the trip and they get some fans out there. It's a championship game, so anything can happen. I'm excited I was able to cover this NAIA World Series as a Freed Hardman, their season ended on a Monday, losing to Science and Arts 6 to nothing. Well, the Atlanta Braves did not have a great night last night. They dropped the second game of the series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks were able to pull it off in the 10th inning, 8-7. to And it just wasn't a great night for the bullpen. The Braves have given up a run in the 8th, and then the game-tying run in the ninth. The Braves were able to get a run in the 10th, but then the Diamondbacks scored two runs in the bottom of the 10th to get the victory 
over the Atlanta Braves, who have lost two straight. The Braves are now 23-27 and 27 as they get ready to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks for an afternoon game, the rubber match. What is this Braves team? It seems like they are snake-bitten, no pun intended. Kyle Wright is going to take the mound against Madison Bumgarner today. So right now, the Atlanta Braves are trying to regroup. They will travel up to Colorado after that. And then they will have a home stretch next week where they take on the Oakland Athletics, a rare game between the A's and the Braves, and then the Pittsburgh Pirates. So interesting to see those games. I am penciling in that four-game series between the San Francisco Giants starting June the 20th. It goes all the way to June 23rd. The Giants will be coming to Truett's Park for a four-game series. And then right after that, what a great week of baseball. The Braves will take on the Dodgers for the rematch of the 2022 NLCS and 2021 NLCS. So these two teams have represented the National League in the NLCS for the last two seasons. Looking forward to these series. I'm just excited about baseball. I'm glad the baseball is back. Boy, we really had a wild night in the NHL last night. Game one of the Western Conference Finals between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Colorado is out on top, 8-6. to six. What a scoring barrage by Colorado and Edmonton. JT Comper for Colorado had two goals. Colorado jumped out to the 7-3 lead, but Edmonton made it exciting, scoring three unanswered goals. And then all of a sudden, it's 7-6. Of course, Colorado gets the empty netter to win 8-6. So they take the 1-0 series lead. They will play Thursday night. Tonight, we have Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the New York Rangers. Last time the New York Rangers made it to the Stanley Cup Final was in 2014 when they took on the Los Angeles Kings, but they have not won a Stanley Cup since 1994. I know that the New York market is excited about the Rangers. They are the most popular team in the tri-state area. And they are looking to make some noise against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. All right, as we start in the month of June, I'm now getting into the dog days of summer. Where the guest lineup will slow down. And I may have to go back to three days a week. But for the time being, I'm going to still do a five-day-a-week show. And also, don't forget that I do have my sports documentaries that I'm going to air on Sunday. This Sunday, I'm going to air the sports documentary on Glenn Davis. Last week's sports documentary was on Larry Mize. I think she thought it was pretty good. I love Larry Mize. Just a great golfer. But as I get into the dog days of summer and we get high school football coming up in August, I'm going to have more high school football-centered preview shows. But let's talk about college football because I'm going to give you my preview on what is going to happen. This is going to be a straight guess. Alabama is going to be ranked number one. 
They are going to beat Ohio State in the national championship game. The national championship game will be Alabama and Ohio State. This is what the college football playoff looks like. So the bowl schedule for the 2022-2023 season has just been released. So here we go. I'm going to make a prediction. The national championship will be held on January 9th, 2023 at Lucas Oil Stadium. And it's going to be Alabama versus Ohio State. The college football semifinal games are going to be the Chick-fil-A Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. So the Chick-fil-A Bowl is going to be number one Alabama versus number four USC. The Fiesta Bowl is going to be Ohio State and Clemson. Don't ask me how Clemson gets ranked over USC. All four teams are going to be undefeated going into the college football playoff. And that is why Georgia is not going to get into the college football playoff. Georgia will have one loss. They will lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game. But because all the college football teams going in are going to be undefeated, I believe that Georgia will go to the Sugar Bowl. Georgia is going to play Oklahoma. All right, I'm glad I got that out of the way. In the Rose Bowl, remember USC's in the college football playoff. In the Rose Bowl, it's going to be Utah and Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's going to get to the Rose Bowl. I think that they're going to have one or two losses, but definitely going to lose to Ohio State because they're playing in Columbus this year. It'd be nice if they uh, got away with the conferences. That way Michigan plays Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. All right, we are going to get to the Cotton Bowl. And this year, it is going to be two at-large teams. I kind of see a scenario where there's a chance that Notre Dame could get into the Cotton Bowl. I think that Texas A&M could get into the Cotton Bowl because I see them losing to Alabama, and that might be their only loss all season. So I'm going to say the Cotton Bowl is going to be Texas A&M and Notre Dame. The Tampa Bay Bowl, which used to be the Outback Bowl, an SEC team versus a Big Ten or ACC team, I think that it's going to be LSU because I think that Brian Kelly is going to get LSU back to prominence. I think it's going to be LSU versus Wisconsin. All right, the Citrus Bowl. We got the Big Ten versus the SEC or ACC. I think another SEC team will actually get to the Citrus Bowl. I think it's going to be Ole Miss. It's going to be Michigan State versus Ole Miss. All right, so all those bowl games on January the 2nd this year, because you know, January 1st is on a Sunday, so that's NFL playoffs. We've got the Music City Bowl, which I think it's going to be Tennessee versus Miami. There you go. Mario Cristobal gets to a decent bowl game and takes on a very promising Tennessee team. Oh, man, I'd love to see what Brad Page thought about that one. The Capital One Orange Bowl. Yeah, we could go ACC, SEC here. I think Florida is going to get into this one. I'm going to say that it's going to be Florida and North Carolina. I think Mac Jones gets them to the Capital One Bowl. All right, the Gator Bowl. SEC versus Big Ten or ACC. I think it's going to be Kentucky. Versus Penn State. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Pac-12 versus ACC. All right. I'm just going to say it's going to be Florida State and Oregon. Yeah, Florida State's going to have a a bounce back year. I think that Florida State 
makes a statement. They finally get to a bowl game. The Duke Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that South Carolina gets to this bowl game and uh, they are going to take on Boston College. All right, the Valero Alamo Bowl, the Big 12 versus Pac-12. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that it's going to be Nebraska versus Washington. Moving on to the Cheez-It Bowl, Big 12 versus ACC. I think, and you know, I might have already repeated some of the, um, I, I do think that Baylor is still a good team. I think that Texas could get in the bowl game here. We already know that Oklahoma is in the Sugar Bowl. I think either Baylor or Texas, maybe TCU. But the Cheez-It Bowl is going to feature Pitt versus TCU. The Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium. That is going to be an ACC team versus a Big Ten team. Remember, Notre Dame is actually in the Cotton Bowl. I'm predicting that Notre Dame is going to be in the Cotton Bowl. So it's a Big Ten versus ACC. The Pinstripe Bowl is going to be NC State versus Minnesota. All right. NC State versus Minnesota. The Texas Bowl, Big 12 versus SEC. Oh, this is a good one. I actually do think that I already said Kentucky. I already said Florida. I already said Tennessee. I think Auburn gets into the Texas Bowl. Auburn and Baylor. I think that that would be a very good bowl game. The Liberty Bowl, AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Big 12 versus SEC. I think Mississippi State gets in this bowl, and they are going to take on Kansas State. The Military Bowl, you got the ACC team versus the American champion. Uh, this is a very good opportunity for, I don't, I don't think a non-Power 5 school is going to get into the college football playoff or a New Year's 6 bowl. And if they do, I actually think that Memphis has a shot. Remember, they went to the Cotton Bowl a couple of years ago, but lost to Iowa State. I actually forgot to mention that you got to put a non-Power 5 school in uh, in the New Year's Six Bowl. So I'm going to take out Texas A&M, and I'm going to put... I don't think it's going to be Cincinnati, because I think Cincinnati loses to Arkansas. Oh, man, I forgot to mention Arkansas. I think uh, two SEC teams that I'm underestimating is Arkansas and Auburn. Because I think every single SEC team makes it to a bowl game, including South Carolina, including Missouri. They all did last year. They're going to make it again. But this is going to be a very weird year in college football because I do believe that there are going to be four undefeated teams left standing in the college football playoff. That's why I put Georgia in the Sugar Bowl against Oklahoma. So there's still a lot to talk about. So I'm just going to make my predictions. I think that I think that Houston or Cincinnati is going to win the American. I think Memphis has a shot to win the American. I think that the with the MAC and the Sun Belt, honestly think that Georgia Southern is going to win the Sun Belt and uh, Toledo is going to win the MAC. I love these small non-Power 5 conferences. It's a pretty cool, you know, I I got the bowl schedule in front of me and 
Would really love to see some of these bowl matchups. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a break on talking bowl talk as college football is still a ways away. Uh, as I get closer into the season, I'll preview some college football. It's going to be pretty awesome. I can't wait for it. Well, that's all the time I have on the show today. I want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. I hope that everybody has a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Zombie Pig Barbecue is award-winning barbecue and is a staple in Columbus. Located at 6201 Veterans Parkway, Suite B in Columbus, and owners David and Anthony want to give you top-quality barbecue in a family-friendly environment. All meats are served with their signature sauces like sweet, spicy, mustard, and white. Try a sampler platter today. Call 706-662-0941 to place a takeout or catering order today. Zombie Pig Barbecue. Walk in a crawling, always sweet and juicy. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around so great. Wishbone Fried Chicken 31, Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You are listening to the best of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Here's some clips that you might have missed over the past year. Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, episode 390. We're getting close, y'all. Closer to the big milestone of 400 episodes. Glad to be here on this Friday, June the 3rd, 2022. Boy, we got a great show for you. I am going to get into the meltdown by the Golden State Warriors. That was painful. 
But Brittany Conway is going to be on the show. Columbus Rapids captain and defender of the women's team. She has taken the time out of her busy off-season schedule to come in to the show. And I'm looking forward to talking with her. Going to recap game one of the NBA Finals. The Atlanta Braves put up 13 runs against the Rockies. Do they still have that oil change deal for the Atlanta Braves? I'm just wondering about that. The LaGrange College Panthers are in Game 1 of the D3 College World Series tonight against Trinity. You got the Columbus Chattahoots taking on the Chakalaka Monsters today in Oxford as opening day in the Sunbelt League starts today. And of course, you could hear that game on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, as Zach DeBozart will be doing play-by-play. Uh, he's been a guest on this show. And I'm looking forward to going to the opener tomorrow. Uh, I expect to see a big crowd at Historic Golden Park. I am excited about the Columbus Chattahoots season. And really, in this podcast, I'm going to break down the games. I mean, it's it's going to be like uh, highlights and you know, so you are going to get to know your Columbus Chattahoots much better on this show. All right, so I've had a pretty busy week. I've had a good week of guests. Yesterday I had the voice of the Columbus Lions, Jared Dillard. So we decided to do a double podcast. We normally do our weekly podcast for the Columbus Lions. I said, hey, Jared, you mind if uh, you stick around just for a little bit? And we try to knock out this podcast for my regular podcast because I'm looking for a guest. And he was like, yeah, sure. And so he is more than just the Columbus Lions announcer. He is really big into high school football, especially at Auburn High School. And we really get into high school football, and it's really fun. You should check it out. I also had the manager of the Columbus Chattahoots, Steve Smith, on the podcast. So this is a very rare week where none of my regular guests have been on this week. I'll reach out to him. I'll try to get him on next week, uh, trying to tone things down. And we got the summertime. You know, the kids are out of school. My kids are getting ready to do some camps. We've got some big events coming up. Of course, the Columbus Rapids are having their clinics and their tournaments. It's going to be in July. We've got Russell County High School football having a golf tournament June the 24th. And it's food truck day in my neighborhood. Oh, it's so exciting. I can't wait for the food truck day. And uh, maybe the Columbus State women's basketball coach might make an appearance. I'm so excited about this show. You could tell in the dictation of my voice. I'm not doing so well after watching game one of the NBA Finals. I'm shocked. Completely stunned. I don't understand how the Golden State Warriors take a 12-point lead into the fourth quarter. The Celtics just would not stop scoring. They went on a 17-0 run, and they shot the lights out. Al Horford found the fountain of youth. The Boston Celtics outscored the Golden State Warriors 40-16 in that fourth quarter. And the Boston Celtics win game one, 120-108. Steph Curry was amazing in that first quarter, but he got shut down in the second Boston does a great job switching. There were no shots that were easy for the Warriors. And I thought the Warriors played well except in that fourth quarter when that was just a complete meltdown on their home court. That usually happens on the road. But that happened on their home court. Boston gets home court back. And now I think the Boston Celtics win this series in six. I said the Warriors were going to win it in seven. Boston took game one. That is huge. Because now the Warriors are going to have to make adjustments. Game 2 is a must-win for the Golden State Warriors. Then the Warriors have to find a way to steal one in Boston. I'm a big Warriors fan, 
but I'm a realist. I know that this is not the same team that won titles in 15, 17, and 18. Of course, 17 and 18, they had Kevin Durant. I mean, that helped. But this Warriors team, even though they're a little bit more experienced, they're going up against a juggernaut of a defense. This could be the greatest defense I've ever seen. And I think this Boston Celtics team reminds me of the 2004 Pistons. I think that the Celtics win the NBA title. They win their 18th championship. They take over the Lakers. Boy, if you're a Lakers fan, it's got to be really low this morning seeing the Boston Celtics win, possibly get closer to winning another NBA title, another championship for the city of Boston. NHL playoffs last night, the Colorado Avalanche. They get a big 4-0 victory over the Edmonton Oilers. And I think the Stanley Cup Finals is going to be Colorado and New York. That's going to be a great Stanley Cup Final. Not that I don't want to see Colorado and Tampa Bay. I think that would be a a good Stanley Cup Final as well. Tampa Bay, of course, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. But I think this is the Rangers' time. I think the New York Rangers have all the momentum. And Colorado, they haven't won the Stanley Cup since 1996. I can't wait for that ESPN 30 for 30 when they talk about the rivalry between Colorado and the Detroit Red Wings in the 1990s. That was such an amazing rivalry. Patrick Raw, the best goalkeeper of all time. Joe Sackick. Colorado had such a great team. Of course, they used to be the Quebec Nortradiques. And I can't wait to see that documentary. I'm a big hockey fan. I mean, I know so does Zach DeBozart. I have I've had him on the show. We've talked hockey. And it's just been amazing. Well, hey, the Atlanta Braves put up 13 runs against the Colorado Rockies thanks to Travis Darno's grand slam. He had six RBIs. Ian Anderson gets the win despite giving up five earned runs. But the Atlanta Braves in the win column, two in a row. Let's keep up this momentum. It is fitting to put up 13 runs in Colorado. So on yesterday's show, I just had a straight guess. I didn't talk about any of the local angle. I was very privileged to cover the NAIA World Series. The offices of the NAIA gave me press credentials. Congratulations to the Oklahoma City Stars for beating Mobile. They were in the winner's bracket all the way until the end. Mobile had to win two games on Wednesday. But Oklahoma City is your NAIA softball champions. And it seems like Oklahoma City, which I said on Twitter... They are the New York Yankees of the NAIA. Oklahoma City wins multiple championships. They've been doing it for the past 20 years. I went to a small NAIA school named Freed Hardman University. And every time we play Oklahoma City, the Lady Lions basketball team, they played them in the championship one year. And Oklahoma City is just a juggernaut and they win another title. Well, the LaGrange College Panthers, they're already in Cedar Rapids, Iowa as they are taking on Trinity University in Game 1 of the D3 College World Series. Today, you got the Columbus Chattahoots taking on the Chocolaca Monsters tonight. You can hear that game on WQEE. I'm excited about tomorrow's game at Historic Golden Park. I have not gotten my tickets yet. Hopefully, I can reach out to Sidney Vadney, uh, the Rapids player who also works in the ticket office at Ignite Sports. I expect to see a lot of fans out at Historic Golden Park tomorrow, and it should be just an exciting atmosphere as the Chocolaca Monsters come into town. Who gets the start for the Chattahoots? Is it going to be Ryan Middleton? Is it going to be Clay Weatherly? Uh, We shall see. 
but they have to make that trip up to Oxford to take on the Chocolaca Monsters tonight. We also had the Softball College World Series yesterday. UCLA gets stunned. We got the regionals going on today. I'll try to recap all that next week. Hopefully we'll see who can advance to the Super Regionals and then to the College World Series. One of my favorite events. That's one of the bucket list events. I would love to go to Omaha to see the College World Series. It's one of those events that I would just love to just be a part of. I love being a part of the NAIA World Series here at Columbus. And I think Omaha does a great job with that event. Of course, the defending champions are the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And as they're trying to punch their ticket to Omaha here in the College World Series, Auburn's hosting a regional. You got Kennesaw State in the Hattiesburg Regional. Like all the teams in Georgia, all the local teams are in regionals, so hopefully they do well. Of course, Bryce Kuhn is the voice of Georgia Tech baseball. Georgia Tech is in the Knoxville Regional. They're number two seed. Good luck to the Yellow Jackets. You know, I really didn't see it coming. I was in complete shock. Did anybody see the match yesterday? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers beat Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in a golf match. This is always a popular event. Aaron Rodgers is clutch. He's actually a pretty good golfer with the birdie putt. And as I expected, the San Francisco 49ers sign running back Frank Gore to a one-day contract to let him retire as a San Francisco 49er. Third all-time rushing leader in the NFL with 16,000 yards, five-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl appearance. I really wanted Frank Gore to get a ring. I thought that they got a steal in the draft. He had injury problems at the University of Miami. They drafted him in the third round in the 2005 NFL draft, and he just came out the gate his rookie year. I remember, they were 4-12 and that year. Rookie head coach Mike Nolan, Alex Smith, disastrous rookie year, one touchdown, 11 interceptions, but Frank Gore showed promise. They beat the Rams. They beat the Texans. They were not supposed to win any games, and they won four games that year. The following year, Frank Gore makes the Pro Bowl. They go 7-9. and And every single year, because you remember, I watched the 49ers through all their turmoil in just a decade of losing. It was just awful. When Terrell Owens left in 2003, I had to witness 2-14 and with Dennis Erickson, 4-12 and with Mike Nolan, they saw some promise in 06 going 7-9. and And they saw promise in 09 when they had Mike Singletary and they went 8-8. Eight and eight. But Frank Gore is the best running back in 49ers history. Better than Joe Perry. Better than Roger Craig. Better than Garrison Hurst. Better than Ricky Waters. There's no question that Frank Gore is the best running back. Now, can anybody duplicate what Frank Gore has done? The 49ers have a pretty good second-year running back in Elijah Mitchell. We'll see how it goes. I was hoping that Raheem Mostert can be that back, but he is now with the Dolphins. With free agency and stuff, I don't think it's going to be easy, especially with the shelf life of running backs. I don't think anybody can duplicate the longevity that Frank Gore had not only with the 49ers, but when he went on to play with the Colts, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. I mean, he has not been on the 49ers since 2014, and yet he still played on seven more years. 
So congratulations to him. He's a Hall of Fame running back, and he is definitely going to be a San Francisco 49ers Hall of Famer. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV 835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about cars. And I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken. Because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, this is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.